0: You are just like, you're like two shuffleboard steps from wearing wingtips, shorts, and having a handlebar mustache. That's all I'm saying. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the literate Apecast.
1: You are tuned in to the Literate 8 podcast, made by adults for adults using occasional adult language. Listener, stand cautioned.
0: We already know that anybody that thought they were getting onto Facebook and that somehow their information was private and not for sale... That those people are either hopelessly naive or stupid, because you don't get something for free, and you're not the product. It was obvious, and it's been obvious since days now. The big, but the big question for you, yeah, David Himmel, is babies, you know, and and children on Facebook and on social media. There, there is potential hazards. Yeah, I mean, number one. Obviously, there's child predators, but I I think that's a smaller concern than the fact that, if you look at the statistics, the suicide rate of teens has exploded, like, more than it has ever been in the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. Teen suicide is at its all-time high right now, and it coincides directly. There's no real causality they've proven, but it coincides directly. Yeah. With smartphones and Facebook, follow the money, so to speak. So I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are you?
1: What what are your thoughts when it comes to young Prince Harry Himmel? Well, there's there's two things here. I mean, the first one is, you know, I mean, Harry's not going to be a teen for at least when when his teenage start. Thirteen years, twelve 13, years, you know. Well, thirteen. So it's 13, like yeah. yeah. All right. So, you know, like at what point do we give the kid a cell phone? At what point do does he get his own? Does he start using his own email account? Does he get his own Facebook account or whatever it is? Obviously, he's not going to get one now. Um, so the concern now. So I don't know how the fuck we'll deal with it when, because I mean, everything is going to change by the, you know in 13 years. Who the fuck knows yeah, yeah. what we're going to be dealing with? Um, but for now, the question is, you know, how much, how many like. Do we post pictures of the kid? Do we how much exposure do you want to put? Right. It's like Jessica McLeod, who's a once in a while frequently
0: I mean not, not an infrequent uh, contributor to the mm-hmm. littered ape. Um, her she's got pictures of her kids all over Instagram, all over Facebook. It's all over. And what I thought was funny, and I didn't even think about it until after I did it, and then I thought, Oh, that is really odd, is that you sent me a picture of Carrie squinting yeah. uh-huh. and I immediately <laughs> made it a meme. Right. I mean I didn't I didn't put it on the internet right. I just sent it to you right. but I realized oh wow that's it's gold I mean like the shit that it's kids hy- do is gold It's hysterical yeah. but it's also a little creepy Yeah I mean cuz the thing about it is if I were if I were not semi ethical I could cuz that's a funny <laughs> fucking picture and the caption is with uh, what do you yeah. mean, President Trump? Yeah, and it's a fuck because it's a sour-looking, you know, baby. And face. it could be a thousand because his face could be like, do, do your best Kim Jong Un impersonation. Yeah, I mean you know? anything else. And but but if I were not a decent human being, I could have instantly taken that meme and just thrown it on the internet, and then yeah. been in there. And your child's face is there for a, who, how many countless thousands of weirdos? Yeah. to look at, and especially with that meme, you would suddenly your child would have uh, Trump trolls, right? It's like so. What do you? How do you want to play
1: that game as a dad? And I don't know. We like we don't know yet. We so we had an issue, a situation, whatever Um, that makes it sound a whole lot worse than it is. But you know, when the kid was born, we posted I think three pictures of the kid. You know, making the announcement, Um, and of course we're going to send out baby announcements with the printed card that had you know, which to me like we were talking um, before. Uh, you know, about uh, all the, the shit that you do that you don't, maybe don't have to do, like the the doula and the uh, lactation specialist and all this other kind of shit. Like, why do I have to spend the fucking money to get shit printed to tell people that our kid is here with pictures when I've already done that on Facebook? On Facebook? And it was fucking free. Yeah. You know, you, you know it did cost a dime. But... It's what people do, and I don't know if you could hear that, listeners, but my eyes just rolled back oh, in yeah. my head. Oh, yeah,
0: my, and I just have a deadpan look of disdain. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's...
1: So, I don't know, so my mom, I sent my mom some pictures, because Grandma wants pictures of the kid, of which course. I get, yeah. that's cool, yeah. And she posted something on her Facebook page. Pictures
0: of the kid at his absolute most unsightly. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not the pretty pictures that you get at Sears. These right. are like,
1: I just got out of the thing, and my head's still like a lizard. His head, I will say this about He's his head. He's got a good head, yeah. Thank fucking God, because when yeah. he came out, and, you know, babies' heads are misshapen yeah, when yeah. they come out. They have to be. I had a pinhead. My dad's first words was, well, we could always get him a 10-gallon hat. But it did not win him any favors with my mom. No, but not a, 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 it wasn't a false statement. I mean, it's like, look, there's a problem. That head is fucked up. Yeah. Here's how we can solve for it. Okay. My kids had the best way I can describe it is, have you ever seen a mountain range? I have. That's what my kids had looked like. Oh, yeah. It was all there were these peaks and valleys. Peaks, yeah. and was, um, Sir Edmund Hillary was on top of one of them. <laughs> but I so my mom posted these pictures of you know me holding the kid and then I, I sent her a video of him in the swing where he's making these weird faces and and I saw that and I went oh oh why did she do that and then why am I annoyed by it and. Katie was annoyed by it too, and it's my mother didn't do anything wrong, but I had to tell her, like, look, don't post things. Just don't post things yet. Like, I'll send yeah. you pictures, email them to all your friends. That's yeah. fine. Well, that's
0: the thing is, like, when you sent me the picture of him, I. The la- it really was it, the last thing on my mind was oh I want to put this on the internet all I thought was that's funny and I'm going to do a meme that's going to make you right laugh right back to me yeah and that was and that's just between you and I yeah. still though given that it was iMessage it's still now it's still in out the ether. There. it's sure. still on the internet yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, so I understand the need for my mom to you know she, she's she got great news she's got a new grandson her, her first grandson her only grandson she's thrilled absolutely and she should be and she should want to share it I'd be worried if she didn't want yeah. to share it yeah But, and I told her, you know, don't post anything on Facebook. We're still trying to figure out how we want to manage social media. You know, I'll send you all the pictures you want, and you can put them in your digital wallet, you know, and show all your friends on your phone. That's totally cool. Email them to people, totally fine. But the social media thing, we're not sure yet. You can share anything that we post, because we're the keepers of the kid. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know yet, what we're going to do, because I know there are going to be times where it's like, we need to post this picture cause it's pretty fucking funny, this video of the kid being funny, ha, 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 isn't that? You know, because that's the whole point of social media to a degree, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. one part of it. Um, Babies, cats, and meals. Right. Sure. And sometimes they're the same thing. They are. Baby cats make a great meal. They are delicious sauteed with a bit of rosemary. I like mine with um, sauteed mushrooms too. They give
0: a little rooty flavor in there. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have your vegetables. Yeah, well the thing about it is kittens just don't have a whole lot of meat on their bones, so you gotta have something in
1: there. Yeah. Like I I had no problem and I have no problem, like posting a ton of pictures and videos of, of my dog. Like of Eddie, you know, like there's I've still got pictures of Eddie up there, you know. Sure. But a dog can't ultimately be affected later on by whatever the fuck... That's true. Dog does not give a shit. Vicious, nasty stuff that happens on social media. A dog can't be bullied. Well, it's because a dog doesn't give a shit what you think as long as as you're nice to it and you feed it, you know? So, you know, if the kid... If Harry grows up and it's, you know, 13 years later and he gets his own Facebook account, there's record of him as a baby doing all this embarrassing... Or goofy baby st- you know the people like don't show my baby pictures to well, not my th- prom the thing date is, we're you know? not thinking about this now but
0: parents are putting their babies and their children I mean there's that guy that did the YouTube where basically he played pranks on his kids yeah I mean that shit lasts forever as long as yeah. there's electricity we're gonna have that shit on there right can always be found you know what happens when the kid that you know gets caught taking a shit and he's embarrassed by his dad Videotaping and put him on the fucking internet,
1: decides to run for office. Yeah. Or get a job. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. And it might be like, oh, that was cute and funny. And, you know, we don't know how the society is going to change. Is that accepted? Is that going to be a bad... Is that going to hurt them? Well, I mean, the thing about it is we're not thinking about it right now, but
0: I guarantee you that, uh, you know, 50 years ago, guys weren't thinking too much about making... uh, shitty misogynist comments to their secretaries right. because that was just the way things are done and now it was the 60s and yeah right and now, Harvey, now their correct. careers are being destroyed over yeah. that kind of behavior so the question becomes is there going to come a point where parents you know like fucking you know everybody blames their parents for their shit right it's like okay so this is just more shit to add on it's to exploiting that. your kid it is out their exactly okay it's, it's worse than what Macaulay, Your Hulgan, Kid Karen is not a yeah. goddamn meal that you right. just had at Chee chis Right. It's just not. Right. Like if you eat at Chee Cheese, you deserve whatever bad things happen to right. you. But.
1: <laughs> right. And there's there's two things. So I think that part of it is that a lot of parents don't think about their their baby or their kid will one day be an adult. Yeah. And one day be a part. like that's I can't I mean You've just Harry made a is, product. Is less than a week old or yeah. is a week old, you know, is a is brand fucking new. But there's going to come a day when he's, hopefully, you know, when he's my age. Yeah, yeah, he'll last. Or, you know, 15 or whatever. Like He's robust. He's got a mountain range head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, come on. He, You know, so how is that going to affect him? And when I was a kid, I would get fucking furious with my mother when I would hear her on the phone talking to her friends about me. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't anything like, David is an anxious, loudmouthed little fucktard. No. It was just like... I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you right now what Maybe it was. Maybe he, but it was, the like, he it was the funniest thing or he the It was mundane question. bullshit. Like, yeah. this is her life. Like, this is... I, she's talking to another mom. You yeah, know, like, yeah. And my kid this. I would scream boogers, at her. Whatever. Yeah, do not talk about me. Do not talk about me with your friends. Don't talk about me. I don't know why that upset me. I just... It was like, I can't speak for myself. I'm, I'm not getting a chance to, you know... Um, I don't know give my counter argument or whatever the fuck it is you're not a product you are a human so I feel like person with agency if if we start posting things about Harry on Facebook it takes away his ability to choose to choose yeah Yeah. and I don't so I don't know so like I almost want to ask like I almost want to put it out there to to the world like advice like one what is my issue with it and is it rational and what do we do? Like, I just don't know. Well, we're starting to figure out that social media
0: has negative consequences. Now, the thing about it is our natural tendency is then to say it's all negative. That's the human condition. Is any, you know, it's like atomic energy. Oh, it was wonderful and it was this new thing. It was amazing. And then all of a sudden it was the most dangerous goddamn thing in the world. You know, it's like
1: they're, they're... it's you have to use your powers for good. It's the Spider-Man thing, if, you know. Yeah. Great res- with, with, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It's, and, it's, yeah.
0: it's like what I put on the I Believe's. Uh, uh, I think it's for next week. Is like you know anybody that decides over this this thing with Facebook to delete their Facebook. That's just like saying, you know what, hammers and nails are bad, so I'm just gonna get rid of them. Yeah. Or, I hate my car, so I'm throwing my keys away. <laughs> Fuck I mean, you, car. It's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. <laughs> it is not the tool's fault if you used it irresponsibly.
1: Right. You know? And, and so I just don't how know. to be responsible. You'll have to figure that out. I, I, I don't know how to use Facebook responsibly. I don't think anybody knows how to use Facebook responsibly. We'll figure it yet. out. We'll figure it out. But yeah. that's the thing is that my kid was born in a time when we're like, oh, we need to use Facebook responsibly. And so like I'm what I'm does just, that mean? Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm running game on it, you know? Like it's every every play is an audible play. And that's a sports reference. Yes, it and is. There you go. <laughs> so I'm I'm not a I'm not a bad cook. I'm not a great cook. But I'm I'm a good cook. But what I'm really good at is taking already existing stuff and making it better. Like like I take a Jack's pizza and I make it incredible. I make it gourmet. I take a box of macaroni and cheese like the other day I was making lunch for Katie and I and I took a, back, a box of macaroni and cheese and I put, I fried up some, uh, uh, you know, turkey deli meat and then put some spinach in there and seasoned it with onion this is powder. This macaroni and, and cheese? Macaroni and cheese. Just a box of macaroni and cheese. And it, I, I just made that shit gourmet. So you, so you live in Logan Square, don't you? No, Wicker Park.
0: Okay. We're closer to Logan Square than Yugi Village.
1: No. 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 Yeah, you're kind of,
0: you're kind of a you're like a, you're, you're a hipster cook. I'm, you're Emma, a hipster no, foodie. No, here's what I, so. Because a hipster doesn't have any money because he's a hipster. Which, so he doesn't go to high-end restaurants. What he does is he pretends like his box macaroni and cheese is a
1: gourmet meal. Well, you can't pretend your box of macaroni and cheese is a gourmet meal. You have to make it a gourmet. meal. Exactly, you're. It's a hipster. just the the box of macaroni and cheese. is simply is simply the blank canvas. Uh-huh. You it are. is just the canvas. Okay, so as an artist, I would be a great. I'm like a chef for college kids. Like I should write a, a cookbook for college kids. <laughs> you're a hipster, yeah. On shit, on how to like make hamburger helper fucking amazing. That's if I were an artist, like I wouldn't be Monet or Picasso or any of those, I would, like, Van Gogh, you know, any of them. I'm like the, you know, like, Dana Barrett from the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2? She's an artist, but she's, like, she just touches up the paintings? Yeah. That's the kind of artist I am. I just touch up all the greats. Like, I so, touch so up all the Van Goghs so all the Monet's. So you're a talentless hipster cook. No, I have to, let's see you take a box of macaroni and cheese and make it gourmet. I don't think you can. I sure can. I think, but I, I don't, I smell because, a cook because, off, I'm fine,
0: because I'm fine with the thing. All I'm saying is, I, I, I think I have figured out the purpose of our podcast. To figure out what I am? Well, slowly to, to, convincing you to stop denying your reality. You didn't want to think you were middle-aged, but you are. And God. you know this.
1: God. You didn't want to think you were going to be a whiny dad. And you are. I'm not a whiny dad yet. Well, but okay. Not yet. But well, we're working on it. I and mean, that's still like, I could reality still is not, it, it could still and, not and, happen. And, and as much it's likely. as you hate
0: admitting it. You are just like, you're like two shuffleboard steps from wearing wingtips, shorts, and having a handlebar mustache. That's all I'm saying. Three movies that inspire you.
1: Uh, Yeah. So just, we'll just run down the list. Uh, The first one I would say, (laughs) it's Cocktail. It's the Tom Cruise vehicle... cocktail when we've we talked talk- about <laughs> this you love brian I've, brown elizabeth yeah, Shoe. yeah what was this 83 80 it was 86 87 okay all right it was the movie right before it was kind of like a, a bubblegum pop movie for oh, tom I, cruise right before Rayman. man okay yeah so yeah, it was right yeah. before tom cruise came out as like an actor, an actor.
0: yeah before yeah, he yeah. was just
1: like a, a pretty face right he was a pretty he was, face was, who
0: could who could juggle bottles yeah that was badass yeah it was we badass. all love that we all loved that
1: but then you fast forward to like two thousand, nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, when flair bartending came into play, yeah. and it was like, "Go fuck yourselves, you fucking assholes." Well, see,
0: that thing is, it was cool when Tom Cruise did it and Brian yeah. Brown did it, but as soon as like regular dudes
1: yeah. started doing it, you want to punch him in the crotch, right? Yeah, like I want to see the fuck f- are you? You're not Tom quote, Cruise Flair bartending at the t- at a TGI Fridays. Which is where they're working yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Show me that kind of shit at TGI Fridays, not at like some fancy bar where it's like we have flair bartenders. Oh, no, but no, no, one of the one I'm of the bars, one of the bars it. with like the bar
0: that he opens later on that Brian Brown later has, on, That yes. was pretty high end because there's a lot of blue. Oh, at the, at the club. So
1: cocktail, yeah, cocktail inspires I you. It, I, and I don't know what it inspires me to, to be or do other than to have a hot wife. <laughs> and that, that's it. Because Elizabeth Shue. In the, I mean Elizabeth shoes Elizabeth shoe right? Mm-hmm. And and you know Tom Cruise, his character uh, Brian Flanagan, mm-hmm. uh, he's Irish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he he follows his dream, right? Like he just he goes for it. Yeah. And then he spends some time in Jamaica. He just says, "Fuck this, fuck New York. I'm going to Jamaica." And he lives in the sun and And he the gets beach. Kelly it's Lynch. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Brian Brown got Kelly Lynch. And yeah. Um, Oh, and Brian Flanagan got, got shoe. Yeah, See, that's why it was at the Brian Flanagan. This um, is Tom Cruise. Yeah, what, was, uh, what was Brown's name? Um, uh, Coglin. Yeah. Coglin? Coglin's Coghle- 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 Law. Yes. Yeah. A man never pukes or passes out in public. Falling downstairs is allowed. That's a the, terrible Brian Brown. The, I didn't it's the worst Brian Brown so, yeah. ever, but it, it's fine. Um, but it's funny as fuck that scene where he falls down the subway stairs. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Be careful yeah. with your impressions, or I'll get Danny come over and do Jimmy
0: Stewart. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm um, saying.
1: But yeah, I mean, I watched. Oh, God, I love that movie. Like, just follow it,
0: your dreams so and all marry of, a hot chick. So that, so that inspired. Wow, okay. And I, I married feel, a hot chick. I feel so shallow. Um, I'm just so shallow with my choices now how
1: can you feel more shallow that's my point I was being sarcastic I was just being sarcastic (laughs) alright so what's what's your Um, how are you going to top cocktail by
0: virtue of the fact that I've probably watched this movie more than almost any other movie I've ever seen okay um, that it is a movie that is I consider a touchstone mm-hmm. that when I am feeling particularly adrift in life and it happens I know mm-hmm. I know it's hard to believe that someone is fucking put together as Don Hall yeah I don't get that has moments of drift but you're yeah you're an anchor well, there's well, so once in a while, yeah. I keep it to myself. Why? Because I'm an old school man. Not a, I, I'm not into. You have vulnerability. no feelings. Exactly, I'm not feelings into are for pussies and Fuck women. That shit. Yeah. Brr, I've yeah. got my basketball and I'm going to hit you in the face with it because <laughs> I am the Great Santini. Right. 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 Not the movie I'm talking about because <laughs> Terry Gilliam did not direct Robert Duvall and right. the Great Santini. No, um, it's uh, the Fisher King. Ooh, okay. And, uh, there's, there's no is,
1: side boob in the Fisher King Well, there there's is no. So, there's, there's a, a fantastic this, side boob in Cocktail this, well, I was saying,
0: this, the, my, my goals the things that inspire me about it are really not about marry a hot wife or be successful um, what I love about that movie more than anything and I've written about it ad nauseum is you've got Jack which mm-hmm. is uh, Jeff Bridges' character yeah. and he, he basically instigates he's a shock jock he in, unwittingly through his sort of callousness instigates a mass shooting Whoops. You know, he tells this guy that calls all the time in his radio show, he says, you know, you're right, all the yuppies <laughs> should fucking die. All the yuppies should die, yeah,
1: right? Die, yuppies. I got the sure.
0: power! And then this guy goes out and decides Jack has told him, and he shoots up a fucking restaurant. Well, it turns out Jack gets fired, his career is over. Um, I'm suddenly seeing, as I describe it, parallels to a lot of people uh, white men sure. in our current uh, political atmosphere, social yeah, atmosphere sure. but uh, he's he's lost so they jump cut and now he is bitter and drunk and just looks like shit and is living with a woman who loves him deeply Mercedes Rule loves him deeply he does not love her um, he's just using her they live above a video store you mm-hmm. know and he's just kind of a user And just looking for a way to get out of this hole that he's in. He ends up running into Perry. And Perry is a homeless man who actually saves him. He's going to go kill himself. And Perry saves him. But he thinks he's a knight of the round table. And it's (laughs) Robin Williams. Yeah, And he is in search of the Holy Grail and decides that... fairy tells him that Jack is the one that's going to help him. Mm -hmm. Perry was, uh, his wife was one of the victims of this mass shooting and he lost his mind.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he was a professor of Grail mythology. And so, this, why, it, why it hits me so much, and I've watched it so many times, every time I feel like things are going wrong or I don't, it's a tale about redemption if you identify with the Jack character. It's a tale about belief and the power of healing that belief has if you're the Perry character. I identify with Michael Jeter, who plays a transvestite, um, but I identify with that character. I mean, it's filled with so many iconic characters, in my opinion, that every time I watch it, depending on where I'm at in my life, I get something different from Mm -hmm. the film. So my absolute number one pick for movies that inspire me and make me think about myself and make me feel better about life and try harder to be a better person, *Fisher King* is my my big one.
1: <laughs> Again, the idea of like fighting through the bullshit and the obstacles to get to what you feel is right. Uh, *Field of Dreams*. Oh yeah, *Field of Dreams* is yeah, that's gold. Kevin that's Costner. That's gold. And you know, it's it's that like that's a movie that every guy will watch and weep because it's a, it's a story about your. About fatherhood. If you build this baseball
0: field out in the middle of your corn, then your dead father will come and play baseball with right. you. as catch. It's, you know,
1: because there, I mean, there is something. I don't. Maybe it's it's super Americana. I get it. But playing catch with your dad, or just like time with uh, any kind of elder, that. Can teach you things or that is that spends time with you in this busy world. That there's an older guy, whether yeah. it's your dad or your stepdad or your uncle, whoever the yeah. fuck that, that person is, to spend time with you. Like, that's that's a really, big deal, really, really important. It's a big deal, yeah. Um, you know, and he goes on this insane journey and he goes against it, goes bankrupt, against, and, goes bankrupt yeah. and risks his family, which is probably pretty stupid. But man, I also think, just I mean, aside from the inspiration part, uh. It's probably, it's the first I think James Earl Jones's best film. I'm telling you, that James. that that's thing is all the baseball. stuff. Feel the stuff, dreams and then yeah. coming to
0: America. Yeah, James all, Earl Jones. all the baseball stuff aside, and and that's the thing is I didn't have a traditional father figure, so playing baseball with my father is not like high on my list. Have you tried building it? But no, I haven't. But because if you build it, they will. He will come. He will come. That's yeah. actually what it says. It doesn't say they. And will And
1: it's come. not Shoeless Joe. It's not sure. It's Which great. also... <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the best fucking scene, when Ray Liotta goes, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we wanted to invite Ty Cobb, but we couldn't stand the son of a bitch when he was, when he was alive, so we told him to stick it. <laughs> yep. And he does that Ray Liotta laugh. Ray Liotta Fucking laugh. love it. And then now, because it is a movie about father and son. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. Yeah,
0: so don't die on him so he has to build a fucking field so you can come back and play ball with him.
1: Right. That's all and I'm saying. And second to that, uh, don't be such a weird character that he doesn't know who you actually are. That's a good... Until I'm actually dead when actually I have to walk out and out and like, Where's my dad? Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, my second film is also Terry Gilliam, Brazil. Okay. Um, and the reason Brazil... Again, completely different uh, sources of information. Both the both movies so far have been... They inspire you to follow dreams that you have and to fight
1: through the bullshit, get past your own get, crap, and, and, and do it. it. Fuck and everybody else. Mine, yeah. are,
0: mine are are way more about how flawed I am as a human being, or how the system is. And what I love about Brazil, what inspires me about it is Brazil. Brazil, the 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 I'm not sure what you call it. Sort of the 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 motive, the primary thought, the thesis statement.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, according to Terry Gilliam, is that. In order for one man to separate himself from the capital S system, he must lose his mind. That's that sense, what the movie's yeah. about, right. you know. Or right. and and or you know, and it's been he's I've heard him do a follow-up to that, or appear to lose his mind. Mm-hmm. One or the other, mm-hmm. and that's really what Brazil's about. It's about Sam, who lives in this in this dystopian world of horrifying plastic surgery and ridiculous bureaucracy and i mean everything is so fucked up and larger than life and very terry gilliam you know and uh i always go back to the scene where there's the one room he's in an office and he's got his desk but he's sharing a desk with a guy on the other side of the wall and they do the tug of war Mm -hmm, of the fucking desk it's just (laughs) like that's that's corporate america i mean that's corporate And what I love about that movie is ultimately he has to lose his mind in order to not be a part of that. And at the end of the day, and if you watch the film, and at this point, fuck you, spoiler alerts, this was, (laughs) this movie's 30 years old. So if you haven't watched it yet, yeah, fuck you. Um, But ultimately he does lose his mind, and that there is the argument that the entire film takes place inside his mind. He's, He's being tortured. And I mm-hmm. just and, and the way he escapes torture is he's this character in his mind with these giant like steampunk fucking wings. Yeah. I I just think it's what it's, what it inspires me is to not take the trappings of humanity so seriously. hmm And yep. that and that that if I have to create my own reality just to kind of get away from that then I'm okay with that, you know? And, and maybe that means I'm losing my mind, or maybe it doesn't, and I'm okay either way. But I really love that movie, and it really does inspire me. It, what it inspires me to do is to really take a look at all the... Bull- and we do, all do it. Yeah. Again, as put together as Don Hall is, I still worry about finances. I still, you know, this kind sure. of stuff, it still yeah. pops in my head once in a while, and I get preoccupied with bullshit. And a movie like Brazil reminds me that it is indeed all bullshit. Yeah. As, as it, maybe it's necessary, but it really, at the end of the day, it's me putting on my giant fucking wings and flying to find Dana. That's huh. really what it's all about, you yeah. know. And so that's a good thing. That's, yeah. so, so that's why Brazil is my number two on my okay. list. So my it's third a, one is it's not my third one. It's actually my number one.
1: But when one. I was thinking about this, my third one, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, I don't think it's a great film, like. Like cocktail. Like cocktail, which yeah. is a
0: masterpiece. Sure, <laughs> fucking masterpiece,
1: man. Um, Trumbo. <laughs> I like Trumbo. Trumbo, right? That's a great movie. Right. It so, what was it? Twenty sixteen. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty maybe? recent yeah. movie, but that so is Brian Cranston. He's, he's phenomenal. Is, in um, what's a uh, Dalton G. Trumbo? Dalton Trumbo, who was then, a he was a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, blacklisted blacklisted during the McCarthy era (coughs) Um, you know so he was and he wrote uh, uh, Roman Holiday Mm -hmm. um, the brave one Mm -hmm. so these and he wrote uh, you know shit all all under different names right because he was he was writing in secret yeah Yeah, he was blacklisted that's what they ended Um, up later they ended up giving him like the honorary bullshit sure sure Um, they made a movie about it with Bryan Cranston so I mean what else you got so that's right I mean, there's clearly a theme, There is, which I didn't think about until it was like, oh. I don't have a
0: theme because one is about the flaws of humanity and finding redemption in those things. One is about recognizing the bullshit of the world and embracing your inner fantasies. And then my third is, and I'm cheating. Okay. I'm just going to let you know that I'm cheating. Because my third is not just one movie. Okay. It's seven movies. Oh, God. Rocky, Rocky Two, okay. Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Five, Six, Rocky Balboa, and Creed. I was afraid you were going to go Star Wars. No, not okay. going Star Wars. I'm going Rocky. All right. What I love about all these stories, number one, is it's a love story. Mm-hmm. At first and foremost, Rocky, oh, all of them, st- yeah, it's a love story. And I will cry instantly if you play the Adrian theme. And when I say the Adrian theme, people go, "What's the Adrian Adrian theme?" and I mean the minute when I saw Rocky Balboa with my mom in the theater I cried for the first 15 minutes almost uncontrollably Jeez. because it's all him kind of dealing with the fact that she's yeah. dead just broke me up Sure. just to this day there isn't a Rocky movie I, I every Rocky movie even sure. the bad ones I will cry at the end every single time it's alright just inspires me um, but what it really inspires me is it's not about winning. That's the thing that I take away from Rocky, and that's why he succeeds for me in the best the best ways. All the journey is one in Rocky Balboa, one in mm-hmm. Six are the best, and mm-hmm. the reason they are is because it never is. It's not about him winning. It's about him standing his ground. Yeah. It's about getting back up after being knocked down. Yeah, and and that to me is. Much more inspirational—not to to poo poo on the follow your dreams—but it's more inspirational. Not about following your dreams, but simply proving that you can stand your ground because that's what the world is. Yeah, you know that's what my life has been—is like getting up and getting knocked right back down and then getting right
1: the fuck back up. Well, but that's not unlike my three movies. The no, difference think, is that no. my three movies end with the, the happy Hollywood yeah. ending. you know, Rocky and Rocky Balboa yeah. end with. The reality yeah, ending.
0: Yeah, the reality ending.
1: And that's and, and but it's still inspirational. It's yeah. still wonderful. And so sure. those
0: are those are are inspirational movies. We should have a movie night. We
1: should have a movie night. I make great popcorn, but let me tell you, you about. You it. put a little cilantro. I get a I get microwave popcorn and I throw some cilantro. <sighs> ah, so, I got gotcha. you. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. This is an eat, being that it's Pesach. Or Passover. Yes. Uh, for those non-Jews, um, <laughs> I'm I'm one of them. Eat, <laughs> he said that and spit right in my face. Eat fried matzah. What is
0: fried matzah?
1: Well, it it's it's fried matzah, Don. Well, I mean, that didn't it's tell me what it. Fried What's it made of? Well, it's made of matzah. What the fuck, man? Come what on. What is right matzah? It's there in the title. Matzah, Jesus. Is it wheat? Is it is? Matzah it? is unleavened bread. So what's Jews leavened? Eat, so and for fuck's sake, in pa- <sighs> Passover you eat unleavened bread because when the Jews fled we- Egypt after the whole yeah yeah t- okay so they what's they the, the time difference between to- unleavened and leavened? What's leavened? Yeast. So anything without yeast is like kosher for Passover. Okay, so matzah is like the cracker shit. That so basically unleavened bread is crackers. It's- yes, Why don't but it's called it crackers because it's a little bit different than crackers, and I don't know how. It's just what I. They told me it's different than crackers, okay? I don't know. That's just what my rabbi told me. Is it
0: like that shitty dry rye? Those rye crackers you can get. A little bit. That, that they're like eating yeah, cardboard. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. But it's there's so things why you, can would you do, do with matzah. Why would you fry do. it? So you take egg, and just look it up. Google it. Like Google fried matza. Just Google the recipe. Just try it. It's just, like okay, it's I'm basically
0: gonna, it's like. Where can I get fried matzah? Because I'm not
1: Jewish. obviously. have to obviously.
0: make it. You can't, like, go someplace and say, Hi, I'm Don Hall. Can you give me some
1: fried matzah? I don't know if you can or not. like an order of fried Normally during fried Passover, when you're keeping kosher, you don't eat out because it's, you know, there's all this other shit. It's not kosher, and it affects the whole... All right, we're going to eat fried matzah. We're going to figure out... I'm going to yeah, find some. Yeah, just buy some. a box of matzah. It's eggs and syrup or honey, and, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a just, great breakfast food. All right. Okay. Yeah, just try fried matzah. It's really I'm all, good. all right. Yeah. All right, my number one is Reed. Um, inspired by.
0: Uh, an episode of The Walking Dead, believe it or not. Oh, God. I know, I know. Um, but as I was watching, uh, season six, episode f- four, which is entitled Here's Not Here, it is the story of Morgan, the black guy with the stick. Yeah, that's a good one. And, it, yes. and, and, okay. and And the thing I loved about it is not only is it a really excellent episode, if you never watched any Walking Dead, if you didn't watch, it is like a short story. Mm-hmm. It is like a beautifully written Short story.
1: It's almost like it could be fan fiction. It, I mean, it is so yeah. goddamn
0: good, yeah. and it's all about uh, the the uh, this book, "The Art of Peace," and him basically bringing Morgan back. This guy, the, the the actor from that was the husband in Fargo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He brings her. He brings him back from sort of this PTSD dealing with the zombie apocalypse, losing his son and his wife. Um, but really, it's all about sort of the concept of Aikido, or Aikido, I don't know how you say it, um, of redirecting negative energy, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that the fighting skill, which, you know, again, how much can I get? When I was, yeah. a, when I was like eight years old, I thought I knew how to do Kung Fu from sure. watching David Carradine Yeah. Doing. I didn't fucking know shit, but there were some concepts that I got. So anyway, um, I bought uh, The Art of Peace by Morahai Yushiba. Okay. And who is the founder of Eikido mm-hmm. and it is all about the concept of grounding yourself in a concept of peace and redirecting aggressive energy away from you. And so I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna encourage everybody else to get The Art of Peace. It's not expensive, but it's not a great big book, but it's uh, But also
1: watch that episode of the Walking Dead. I always say watch the episode of The Walking Dead because re- it really does set it up in a nice way. Yeah. It's like So watch a, the episode then and then read, the, read book. the book, yeah. And also rest in peace that goat. Yeah, their shit. Oh, yeah, that broke my fucking heart. Yeah, it didn't really mm-hmm. break my heart. I saw no? it coming.
0: Oh, I totally. I mean, saw you saw
1: it coming, coming. I saw but like, it coming. Ugh, you're, you're, yeah.
0: yeah that thing is like being upset that somebody dies in The Walking Dead. Oh, well, I
1: know, but like the you goat, know, it's like, like being upset people. that a fly got killed. They're just oh, gonna die. They're just gonna die. It's just, but goats funny. are people too. No, yeah. they're not. Um, all right, so my my next is a do, and it's it's attend a tender reading, like an author's book reading. At any bookstore or any... Wherever. I don't care who the author is. I don't care what the book is. Um, there's plenty of them happening at all times throughout the city. Just go to a reading. Authors need an audience, too. And and I would and, like to extend it. Go
0: to a reading of
1: an author you don't know You don't personally. know. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Because trust me, their friends are going to come. Yeah. But it's nice if there's somebody
1: that's not their friend. And you're going to find some new shit. Like, oh, this is it. And buy the book, too. Buy the book from yeah. them and... Support the arts is basically what support it is. the arts. Is there. All right, my my
0: second is a listen, and it is a podcast. Uh, our, our friends at Cards Against Humanity do a thing called the Good News Podcast. It's your daily reminder that not all news is bad. It is effectively the podcast version of the local news channel doing stories about polar bears and oh God. Kittens. I mean, it is local really news funny. Worse though. No, but it's really funny. And they have really interesting takes, and they do... I mean, they don't do polar bears and baby kittens, but they it's just like they are working hard in this day and age to find news that doesn't make you want to fucking slit your throat. And (laughs) I think we could probably... If you're going to listen to a podcast, this is not a bad way to spend a half an hour of just listening to some good shit about the world. Okay. So that's the Good News Podcast. You can find it on
1: Apple Podcasts. And then my last thing to do is... Watch the movie Cocktail. <laughs> I don't know if it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Hulu or Amazon Prime. A- Amazon. I don't. Sure. I mean, shit. If you just want to call me up on the phone, I will recite the thing because I know it by heart. I can even sing you the entire soundtrack.
0: Wow. Like that's how- even Kokomo. Oh, even Kokomo. Give me some Kokomo. Well, not now. What you're? In- Come on, you man. You make the boast. You make the boast.
1: I want to hear some you Kokomo. Put me on the spot. Yes, I did put you on the spot, and we're recording it. I want to hear some Kokomo. I think this is the part where you just like find a live Kokomo feed uh, and just play that. No, I want you to sing it. No. <laughs> Down in the Florida Keys, there's a place called Kokomo. Which is bullshit because the Kokomo they're talking about <laughs> doesn't actually exist. Oh, you were so earnest. You were so earnest for just a moment. That's the best And that's thing. the worst song on the soundtrack. It just, really is yeah. the worst song. But, I just um, but it. it was the Beach Boys' first number one hit in 20 years you after... Know, uh, it's because they were... Uh, Good vibration. Yeah, they were yeah. absolutely... All right, all right. God,
0: that's the best thing to get you to sing. And, and the thing is that no one can see, because it's a podcast, is your earnest... <laughs> your earnest face while you're singing Kokomo is just the price of admission. Um, speaking of earnest and singing, um, I, my, my third is a watch, or my number one is a watch. Um, Dana and I watched this the other night. It was uh, revelatory. It was really quite amazing, Um, It's called 20,000 Days on Earth. Um, It's a a 2014 British musical documentary drama uh, written and directed by Ian Forsyth and Jane Pollard. It is a day in the life, in fact, the 20,000th day of Nick Cave's life. And you see him first thing in the morning, and you see him uh, go to therapy, and you see him make music, and talk, eat with his friends, and talk about music, and talk about friends, and talk about fame, and talk about money, and talk about. And it's if you're not the thing is if you're not a fan of Nick Cave, you will be when this is over. Okay. And you'll want to listen to some of his music. I could use that because I'm not a huge Nick
1: Cave fan. Then watch this okay. movie
0: because you're gonna you're gonna go, oh fuck, this guy is incredibly deep ridiculously talented. I've got to hear more. Okay. Because he's just. I mean, yeah. I've been a big fan of Nick Cave forever, and and I really thoroughly data said I really want to watch this movie, and I'd never even heard of it, and so I got it, and it was fucking lovely. And so, you were
1: both fans of
0: of Nick Caves before yeah. you, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like i like said, I got to tell you the story about I'll report back to you about I'm meeting not a huge about Nick Cave meeting fan. him in an elevator at WBEZ and having oh, really? a conversation. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And so uh okay. i got I got to recommend to him to go to the uh, the Tribune Tower with all the stolen pieces of ephemera, yeah you know and he yeah. really thought that was really interesting oh, nice. so yeah, okay. but, but yeah so, but it's it, it is it is dry, it is brilliant um, I don't want to say surprisingly moving. Mm. It just didn't. I didn't expect to be as moved as I was, and I was so. uh, I I highly recommend Twenty Thousand Days on Earth with Nick Cave. Cool. Too good. Those are our six things. That's our podcast. Um, This has been a pleasure. I want to throw out before we uh, we close out uh, that uh, tomorrow um, is uh, Monday night, and it is Bug House House. uh, at uh, seven p.m. at the Haymarket Pub and Brewery. Ten dollars. This episode of Bug House is number seven. We have uh, Chris Churchill, Mr. David Himmel, Andy Diamond, Reza McDonald, Emily Belden. There's an author you will yeah, find in the book. Got she's got a mess. Hot mess. Yeah, she's got some readings going on around town. All too, over so, the yep. place. Um, and Jamie Buell. Um, $10. The topics are censorship or hate speech, which is worse for democracy. Does the artist's crimes uh, negate the art itself? And tattoos, art, or just trashy? Trashy. Well, we'll have to find out. We'll find out, though, yeah. Come to Bug House. And that's the podcast we'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash
1: podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.